This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond, to the clubhouse, to the front office. This is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Well, one final time here in 2018, welcome inside our network headquarters. The show is Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. How memories are created, legends are made. And Inside Twins takes a lot of different shapes and forms throughout the course of the year. And uh, my favorite day, selfishly, are ones like today when Paul Molitor, Jack Morris here in studio, and we can sit down and talk a little bit uh, in person about things that are going on. So first of all, guys, welcome. And as we get started, just thank you. Uh, throughout the course of the year, I think we have some, some interesting ground we cover in here on a weekly basis. Always appreciate your honesty. Always appreciate your thoughtfulness. And frankly, I like to just sit back and watch you two old coots talk about St. <laughs> Paul days a little bit. Well, good morning to you, and, and thank you for that. A uh, little different format for us this year, yeah. but uh, it's always good uh, to gather here on a Sunday morning and, and talk a little Twins baseball. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just crazy how these seasons kind of run into each other, and we're looking at the last day of another campaign. Um, as Jack well knows, man, the, the game doesn't wait for anybody. They just keep moving along, and here we are at the end uh, of 2018. Well, Paul, I, I also want to thank you, along with Chris, uh, for being as open and uh, honest uh, with your answers and how you uh, have thought through every answer. And I know there's certain times where you probably are privy to information that you'd like to share sure. to the listeners, and you realize that there's a fine line to walk. But uh, we do appreciate you being here uh, and doing the show with us and uh, your honesty and your integrity and what it means. And, uh, you know, it's been a challenging year for you, I'm sure. Yeah. And we'll get into that here in a moment. Sure. But there's also been a lot of pluses. Thank you, guys. Uh, we'll get into kind of, you know, what's ahead and, and what you'd like to see happen over the course of the off season and some of the positives that we, we pulled from this year. And obviously we'll talk about Joe Maurer today. But I want to start with just the very simple fact of the last day of a baseball season. You guys have had a lot of last days mm-hmm. at a lot of different levels. I, I've had a bunch of them. And sometimes... In the minor leagues in particular, you show up on that last day and the cars are practically running in the parking lot from about the third inning on. Uh, sometimes you can't, you don't want to leave the room. Uh, you guys have both enjoyed the ultimate last day of a baseball season, sure. celebrating uh, a World Series championship. But the one unifying thing that I think is hard to grasp unless you're in the room is it's never the same. Like, right? You get that one year, and even if all the same bodies return, it's never exactly the same, is it? Yeah, you know, it's never the same. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned, when it, when it ends, when you're the last team standing, I only had a chance to experience that once, Jack, multiple times with different teams. And and, that, and that's really, you know, the goal of every player when they don a uniform in spring training. But, you know, I told the guys yesterday, we had a little chat and just kind of, a you know, uh, summarizing the year and some of my thoughts. And, um, you know, the one thing is you, you look around that room and 
it's the last time that particular group of people are going to be assembled together as a team. And just that you kind of soak that in, the relationships, what you've been able to share, experience, the growth. And um, that's what, you know, sep- separates year to year is that it's always a different cast. And, and hopefully what you learn is something new each and every time you have a chance to go through a season. And for me, I think it's um, when you're young and the last day comes, it doesn't matter. You're excited about going home and being back with family and kind of getting on with your normal life. But once you taste winning, mm-hmm. you never want to have the last day predictable. You never want to know that the end of the season is Sunday and we're going home. Because in the postseason, every game, unless it's the last day of the sure. World Series, has meaning. And you, you'd rather be surprised that it's your last day than then uh, know it's your last day. You know, and there's your transition to this year because that's how we ended 2017. And I was on that plane, and then I think the guys all to a man said, boy, we tasted it, we want more. And then it gets off the rails early this year for a variety of reasons. There's injuries yeah. involved, uh, the unforeseen suspension involved, just lack of performance involved at some point in time. And how do you get back to that then, Paul? Yeah, well, what, what do you glean from this year to make it a learning experience, positive moving forward, as opposed yeah. to just a bad year? Well, first of all, I really like Jack's answer to your last question. I think that's a huge point um, that young players need to understand. Um, as far as you know, derailment, it, very rarely the seasons go as you might plan them. Um, hopefully sometimes they're for the better, but a lot of times it's not. But when you do get off the rails, for whatever reasons, there's certainly no excuse-making. There's accountability across the board, and there's going to be adversity for each and every club. You can't tell me that some of these teams are heading into the postseason with a chance to win haven't had to overcome some things to get where they are. And so that's part of the growth. That's part of your, you know, we always talk about the depth of an organization, not this 25 that come out of camp. But I think part of the growth as a player and through your career is understanding that you can't, let those kind of things stop what your goals are in mind, and you have to continue to find a way to push through those things. Yeah, really well said. We'll take our first break. When we come back, more on the season that has been. From Paul Molitor, Jack Morris, it's Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killerbrew Root Beer, and we're back in a flash on your home for Twins Baseball. Dave Lee, tomorrow at 6. Twins Baseball Now. News Talk 830 WCCO. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back. It's Inside Twins, final edition of the year. Paul Molitor, Jack Morris are in studio here. And, uh, Paul, as we look at this season, uh, and you played a lot of the season without a lot of guys you probably thought you'd be writing into your lineup here in the back end, a lot of names that are new to a lot of Twins fans. And I want to start there with the credit for how hard this team has played down the stretch. This is a team that's played some of its best baseball since the trade deadline. It's a team, frankly, that's a 500 team since May 1st, after a rough patch there where you went to Tampa and and New York and dug a bit of a hole. But this group, no matter whose name you've put in, I feel like you've found something there in terms of at least the the effort and the mentality that you're you're preaching with you and your staff. Yeah, well, you mean you you didn't picture Williams Asadio hitting third in September? (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've had to, you know, make some adjustments. It's kind of a strange year in the game in that, you know, I don't know how many teams are going to win 100 games, how many teams are going to lose 100, but there's been some separation from top to bottom this year for whatever whatever reasons might be on the table. But I I think that our guys, I I do feel that we've stayed with it. Some young guys are trying to prove themselves and all those type of things, but I, I think your job when you're not in a situation to play postseason baseball is to try to continue to teach to the end, you know, and these guys have gone out there, you know, you can talk about the competition and other teams and all that, and I get that, 
But the reality is that we're kind of one of those teams in terms of who we've put out there, and we've been able to have some positive results. I think the, the cornerstone of those three guys in the rotation that took the ball 32 times has provided some consistency amid, amidst some of the other things that haven't been consistent. But it's been nice. Um, doesn't have a tremendous amount of meeting, but I'm really glad that we've been able to finish the season off the way that we have. Paul, two things to kind of lead into what you just said uh, and what Chris just said. You, you had a really good home record this year, um, and that seemed to, even even in a year that wasn't meant to be, I guess, uh, the people still appreciate it by you know knowing that they could come to the ballpark and have a pretty good chance mm-hmm. of seeing the Twins win. Um, and you're playing in a division that, in my opinion, you have one team in front of you, and that's yeah. Cleveland, and everybody else... I think is still not quite to where the Twins are. So going into 2019, does that give you any uh, sure. comfort? Yeah, uh, you know, as far as the division goes, you know, Cleveland, who is everybody's chasing, and, you know, we see some of the talent, young talent on the other clubs and not going to be surprised as these teams mature and get better. Um, but in our own situation, you know, I, I always say I don't think you're – ever as far away as you might think or aesthetically it might look. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see what teams like Oakland have done this year and some other clubs that have made tremendous leaps. You know, we did in some capacity last year. And it's a fine line. You know, we win today and we're going to end up, what, seven wins short of last year? And yet it has a totally different feel. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other comment about the divisional importance, we, we talk about it throughout the year, the 78 games in the division. The Indians, I think, have won 18 or 19 more games in our division this year than we have. Yeah. And that's and we're 15 games behind them. So, you know, it's one of those things where you can look at different ways or what reasons you are where you are. But for me, playing those clubs is a big part of where you're going to end up. Yeah, and early in the year, that was not taking advantage maybe of, of some of yep. the, the, those opportunities. You use a phrase sometimes, it kind of slips into some of your quotes or your stories and, uh, when you're asked about players, and it, I'm going to paraphrase it, but it's sure. a player on a good team. A, a, you use the, when you're looking at a guy, okay, are they a major league player or they are a player who can help a good team? Yeah. Have you seen some guys... Or is there anybody that's caught your attention as someone this year who maybe wasn't on your radar who can be a player on a good team? Well, I think that's our job to try to figure those things out. Uh, Guys that come up here and perform well, you try to imagine them in situations where you're making an attempt to win and go deep into October. And, you know, some guys are on the rise, and and they can possibly fit into that. But as you look at the canvas of an offseason, your team, it's obviously a different circumstance than last year as far as how we're going to try to map it out, uh, whether it's people in-house, trades, free agency. But, yeah, there's some people that we're going to have to go through individually one by one over the course of the next couple weeks and try to figure out who are the core guys that we can push forward with to try to get this thing back where we want it to be. This could be a long-winded question. Maybe I should wait till next break. But other than health and being healthy, what is your biggest concern about what you need to improve on for going into next year? Well, I, I would always always say pitching without even have to think about it too much. Uh, obviously, our pit position players, we've had some things that haven't gone great in that regard. Uh, but I think we still have been somewhat competitively offensively with the people we've had. And, you know, uh, you're always looking to deepen your rotation. You want to have more options when guys can't take the ball. And you have to figure out a way to make your bullpen a little bit more secure. I, I think the fact that the majority of this year, other than early on when we had some of the new guys, uh, in addition to people like the holdovers of Hildy and Rogers, we've just kind of 
been in flux. You know, guys have showed up in different roles, different times of the game. You're a long man one week. You're pitching the eighth inning the next week. And I would like to find a way to get that situation a little bit more stabilized. See, it wasn't long-winded at all. It's the summer of Jack. Everything's working out for you this summer. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more. We'll talk about Joe Mauer when we return to Inside Twins on your home for Twins Baseball. Twins Baseball Now. News Talk 830 WCCO. Saturday, welcoming you back to our network headquarters here at Target Field. It's Sunday baseball for one final time here as the uh, the Christmas in the air and Jack's plaid flannel shirt indicate it is fall and we wrap up the 2018 season. Jack Morris, Paul Molitor in studio. And, guys, it's another one of your St. Paul brethren uh, who has uh, garnered a lot of headlines, and not just because he's 6-for-12 against the White Sox uh, in this series, but speculation, is this Joe's last game? Has it been his last week? Um, and obviously it's worth celebrating, and whether he ever plays again or not, I think it's just great to have that attention on what he's meant. I go back to a moment from earlier this summer, the two of you and Dave Winfield, uh, and you're taking pictures on the field, and that in and of itself was special, and Joe had to be prodded to join the picture. Like He he, he didn't even want to join that picture, but talk about it from the perspective, not as his manager or his friend or his old coach, but just as guys from St. Paul who have reached – baseball's pinnacle what it means for what he's done not only his career for himself and his family but for for doing it in a twins uniform for all these years i uh i just want to say this about joe mauer he uh whatever decision he makes will be the right decision for him and uh, i certainly am like all fans across the upper midwest here i'm hoping that he comes back because i think he has more in him and i think uh Sometimes when you get to our age, Paul's and my age, you kind of reflect back and say, well, what could I have done more? Or did I leave it all out there? And, you know, I I don't want Joe to ever have regret for that. But with that being said, I think all of us in this room would agree he's one of the greatest persons that ever put on a uniform. He's he's been the same guy from the day he signed to now. He's uh, done everything the right way, in my opinion. And, um, you know, I... I, I want to just add to that little story you you said about Paul and Dave and I on the field. When Joe came out there um, and I threw the first pitch to him, he shook my hand after we were done. He says, Jack, I just want to thank you for letting me be a part of this. And I looked at him like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, thank you for yeah. catching the darn ball, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, it, you know, he whatever happens down the road, Joe's already a part of us. We're, we're part of the St. Paul guys. Well, Joe, Joe's comment to you in that moment is very real. There's mm-hmm. no phoniness about it. Um, he doesn't really, you know, it's never been about Joe. You know, it's always about, you know, putting other people first. And uh, you can get long-winded about Joe Maurer. There's no question about that. I, I think one of the really enjoyable parts, particularly the second half, has been, you know, the players and the fans' response to Joe. Um, I think as he's gone through ups and downs in the contract and all the things that people have tried to call him out on, um, as Jack said, he hasn't changed. And to see the way that we've responded to those special moments that he's provided has been fantastic. And also, like Jack said, I really don't have any insight. I I don't know Joe's criteria. You know, there's a chance to win. There's your health. There's the work you put into getting ready to play. There's your family. Um, You know, do you want to you know, he's going out, you know, if he did, was to go out, he's played well. And, you know, you're always thinking about not wanting to stay out there too long. I mean, there, there's so many factors, and I'm not sure how he's going to list those as he makes his decision. 
But, uh, you know, regardless, if he comes back, I agree with Jack. He's got more to offer. He's got more to help a team win. And uh, we're just going to play it out and see see where it goes. But I do know today is going to be an enjoyable day to watch and play the game. Yeah, and if you can hear our voices, you've got time to get to the ballpark. Get down here. If it is his last game, you don't want to be sitting on your couch and say, oh, I missed the, the, the last time he roped a double into the gap. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned his interaction with his teammates because that's always where he starts after any accolade. He's like, well, I saw the guys on the top rail. But also, you can't fool your teammates, right? And here after 15 years... Joe's calling in right now to see if he can get you know defend himself. It, it, you look at even Chase DeYoung's about to win his first big league game, and I see him in the dugout the other day, and all he wants to talk about is that he got to talk to Joe you know, yeah. during the game. These guys have such a respect and I think just truly a, a joy being around the guy. It, it, it's been so evident in the clubhouse and on the field. You know, Jake Cave and Tyler Austin have brought a, a really unique energy to this team. They they're, know each other from the Yankees. And they started this thing where, you know, we only have two major league players, Logan Forsythe and, and Joe Mauer, and everyone else is just filling in where we can. So whenever Joe gets a hit, you know, they he's number one on the list, so they all kind of hold up the number one finger, and Joe responds. And it's just been a really cool interaction. Um, I told the guys yesterday as a group, I said, we've all learned something from Joe Mauer, you know, not knowing about his future, but just watching how he handles life and uh, the fame that has come his way, um, well, how he plays the game. You know, he, how many times have we seen Joe Maurer just bust his butt on a routine 4-3 ground ball? It just It's never changed, and I think that's the biggest compliment you can give to the guy. He smokes a double today. Uh, you got it in your head like you find that perfect moment to maybe then get him that, that – Exit moment for the season where you, you you let him run out to his position and, and send somebody. For yeah, him? we're we're we, you know we're thinking about those things for sure, and we'll just kind of have to see when the timing is right to go ahead and try to give him a end of 2018 send off the awesome. best way the best way that we can. Great stuff, guys. We'll be back one final segment. It's Inside Twins and the Home for Twins Baseball. This is Jordana Green, three to six on CCO, and you're listening to Twins Baseball. Final segment of 2018 here on Inside Twins. A reminder, our pregame lineup card is coming up next. A great Eddie Gordado story about Joe Maurer. Then we've got baseball, Twins, and the White Sox. Twins try to head into the offseason with what would be their longest winning streak of the year at six games. Our show brought to you by Kilber Root Beer, made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made. And this show is created because of guys like Dustin Morse, Mark Janoski, Drew Halverson making it possible, and, of course, Jack Morris, Paul Molitor here with us today. Uh, one final uh, segment here, guys, and, and I guess I would start with this, Paul. The offseason for fans starts with that final out being made today. You don't really have an offseason, though. What do the next weeks, months hold sure. for you uh, in terms of processes organizationally? Well, uh, yeah, they, you know, there's there's downtimes to the offseason, but there's always work to be done. Um, you know, next week, there will be, you know, times to get together with our front office, Derek, that in particular, and, and kind of hash through uh, the year, talk about people individually, have some ideas about some of those things we talked about earlier, um, pieces moving forward. Uh, they got 40-man roster questions, who to keep on, who to add on, those type of things. And hopefully we can begin to assemble somewhat of a plan. I mean, that's always going to be part of your off-season duties is to try to Learn what you can learn from what's happened and find the best way to proceed to try to get better. Well said. Jack, you don't get enough season either. Well, you get a postseason. You know, <laughs> and I, I always look at this, and ever since I was a player lucky enough to be on three straight world championship yep. teams, 
it's never really changed for me because the funnest time of year just starts next tomorrow, really. Sure. I mean, I'm going to head to New York uh, and do my stuff for MLB.com in the studio this time, uh, covering the wild card game in the division series. And, uh, you know, I, I always get excited about this time of year because everywhere I travel, the fans are excited about their team's chances. And that's what makes it fun, I think, more than anything else. It's that, that energy that you're around during postseason baseball that, uh, you know, I still can't get enough of. That's why you're putting in the hours, right? Because, uh, Paul, you want to be back in that postseason seat a year from now. Once you're through it and have a chance, you know, you understand why it's so important to try to get there. And, uh, Jack, I'll be jealous as you're part of that environment. So, <laughs> Guys, uh, as always, thank you so much for what you've done all year long. This has been Inside Twins. Hall of Fame players, Hall of Fame people. For Jack and Paul, I'm Chris saying so long on your home for Twins Baseball. Made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.